2: now
4: Welcome to this Christian Patriot News Update. Today is Sunday, November 14th, 2021. This morning, Sidney Powell posted this amazing interview from Mike Lindell's Frank speech. It's Dr. Douglas Frank being interviewed by Pete Santilli. Now, Sidney Powell, Mike Lindell, Dr. Frank, and Pete Santilli are all asking us to do our part as digital soldiers to share this intel far and wide. Remember the cyber symposium? Most people think that nothing happened. Packet captures were supposed to be presented, but they weren't. What if I told you that the deep state cabal had a plan to bring in the feds and arrest Mike Lindell, Dr. Frank, and everyone associated with them for presenting the packet captures? It would have violated national security laws. It's literally illegal to share them publicly. We, the people, will likely never see a single PCAP. But Mike Lindell wasn't stopped. He was just delayed. The new method for introducing the information to the Supreme Court is through the state attorney generals. Remember, the Supreme Court rejected cases on voter and election fraud because they claimed no standing. However, individual AGs from multiple states positively have standing because states have the constitutional right to sue for remedy if their election has been stolen from them. Now, these AGs wouldn't listen to Mike Lindell, but he went to each one of them with Dr. Frank and showed them that he had all of their individual passwords. That got their attention. And one by one, he's been getting these AGs involved. And this case will be filed with the Supreme Court on Tuesday, November 23rd. So I'm going to bring you these back-to-back clips. Please join me in sharing this information far and wide. A new surveillance bill will allow Australia to spy on their citizens' internet activity. This bill gives the Australian government the right to disrupt private citizens' computers, hack their online accounts, and modify or delete data. Government overreach and corporate tracking are at the top of reasons why VPNs are becoming more popular. When it comes to VPNs, Virtual Shield is my favorite. Here's why. First, Virtual Shield is a no-log VPN. That means Virtual Shield doesn't store your search history on their servers. Second, it's the fastest and easiest VPN I've ever used. Third, they have a 30-day free trial. If you want to stay anonymous online, you'll love Virtual Shield. Now, get Black Friday savings today, and you can try Virtual Shield for 30 days free. Plus, get 50% off for life if you hurry. Go to www.virtualshield.com forward slash patriot it's the first link in the description box below this video and start your free trial today
5: and, and i'm also hearing that um the power in we the people because one thing they can't predict is how many people are actually going to stand up and go vote that are not exactly. on a, so so the electronics portion of it the real-time analysis is to basically study us real-time like a bunch of lab rats to see what we're doing so that they can overcompensate is that correct perfectly
6: said perfectly said wow okay and i like i like the analogy of you imagine a cake so you've got the cake and then you put frosting on top the cake are the real votes that's you and me showing up at the polls to vote and they're not happy with that outcome so they start putting layers of frosting on it and each layer of frosting allows them to manipulate the out the ultimate outcome
5: okay all right sir now let's um uh i'm gonna Uh, Fast forward, because, you know, listen, that this system is, and you said that it's a relatively small group of conspirators, we'll say, right? You don't need tens
6: of thousands of people. You don't. I like telling people I could do Ohio all myself.
5: Yeah, but I also feel overwhelmed by the massive, and I'm going to say conspiracy, in the federal judiciary and in a court system that are all saying we don't want any evidentiary hearings. That's happening all in concert. Why? So that they can say we've seen no evidence of widespread election fraud. That's a pretty big conspiracy. Yeah, I would agree with you there. I so ha- I'll grant you that one. Let's set that aside. So we <laughs> haven't had a real, you know, analysis of the evidence. We have not had that. And that's why they keep saying that we've seen no widespread election fraud. Now, Mike Lindell, when I went to the cyber symposium and, you know, I mean, you and I looked at each other in the beady eyes right in the middle of the tornado. Yes. Right. The category five. In a Yeah. And, and I, I turned to Deb and I said man, something really evil is happening in this room. I said, but no matter what, I said, I'm staying with Mike Lindell. I don't know what it is, but I'm going all in with Mike Lindell. Good job. everybody was turning on him, and I started observing everything that was happening, and I said, wow, the, he's, he's got something here, and they're trying to stop it. And then I started hearing that if certain information was presented, I heard rumors behind the scenes that they were going to bring the feds in, they were going to arrest everybody, and I said, That's they're correct. trying to so- stop something massive here. So I said, okay, I'm going to do my part, and I did, and I stayed in contact with Mike Lindell, but I asked him this one question. This is what I'm leading to. I said, Mike, I don't even want to know the details. Regardless of what happened there, we saw a lot of evil forces working against you. Yes. I said, but ultimately, do, do you have the goods? And he said, absolutely. You know how Mike is. Absolutely. I got it, and thank goodness I have it in the safe, and nobody's seen it. And I said, that's all I wanted to hear. And, and this was right after the cyber symposium. And then I started hearing, okay, we're going to file with the Supreme Court. And then most recently I heard, because this man is under attack big time, and he said, the attorney general, attorneys general are going to step forward on behalf of their states, go to the court of original jurisdiction with the Supreme Court with evidence of election fraud from November 3rd. I said, masterful, masterful. And Professor Clements came on recently and said that Michael... Mike Lindell, essentially, this is what's publicly available, went to the attorneys general and said, I'm going to prove to you they have the goods. Here's all your passwords. And they had no choice but to look at it and then go through the proper legal process of taking this evidence, right? Packaging it so that it's not, you know, we don't put passwords out there for all the bad guys to see, of course. Uh, And. This is what I know up to this point, that what's coming on November 3rd is going to be on behalf of these states and their attorneys general, proper law enforcement to go to the court that is supposed to see it. Is that what's going to happen on November 23rd? Yes,
6: you've got the general just exactly correct that um, this is a case like remember the last time they put the case up that was rejected on, on standing. Yes. And this is a new case which gives each state standing, and so that that argument is moot now. Kurt Olson has crafted a, a brilliant lawsuit. You know, I just have ultimate respect for that guy. He's uh, Lindell's attorney. You guys met him at the Cyber Symposium, too. Yes, But he, he has crafted a beautiful suit, and there are plaintiff states, the ones who are making the accusation, and there are defendant states. And there are also other aspects to the claim. For example, he has, we have evidence that people knew that there was fraud, but they still didn't hear the case and there, there are legal remedies for that. And that's in the case. So there are a lot of things, um, in this new case that, um, that might even be split up into two or three separate cases. We'll have to see how the Supreme Court, you know, they often combine cases. And so I, I think Kurt's put together a presentation that has three different lawsuits in it, but they might hear them all together. They might split them up. Our guess is they're going to take them all together. So. You know, you've you've known me for a while now and you know that my basically since March and April, I've been going around the country building the grassroots movement. And what I learned through that, what I've learned, you know, I mean, we're, all of us are new to this. What I learned is that even though I started out thinking that the reason we were doing canvassing was because I needed data to confirm that the fraud had happened, really, really. That's pretty fast. That's pretty easy. It's easy to show the product happen. What's really the main benefit of the fact that I've been going around with the groups is that they're evangelizing. You know, they're knocking on doors saying, "Hey, you know how many people live here and how many have registered, and how many have voted?" And they're teaching everyone that their elections were fraudulent it's beautiful it's evangelism more than it is data that's claim. beautiful but yeah. it is both but it's working i mean it's like we're over 50 percent of the american public now thinks that the election was fraudulent right now i brought that up because that that's um it's a long answer to your other question but i brought that up because what's been happening as i do that going community to community around the country i've been in over 30 states in person now is that the i also meet with the clerks the county clerks the election managers i meet with them privately and Almost everyone to a, to a fault say, you know, no way, my election is clean, blah, blah, blah. You know, they, they're they very rigorous. They follow all the steps. They follow all the safeguards they're taught. And by the time we walk out of that meeting together, they know they were hacked. And that's what Tina Peters was all about. Remember, she came out during the symposium. That's well, right, I'm in Colorado, right. Was, that was directly uh, connected to the work I was doing there. So the, the point I'm making, though, is that as the grassroots movement has been growing, and we're getting clerks on board. Now what's happening is that's now making it up into the senior leadership. It's making it into the legislatures. It's making it to the attorney generals and the secretaries of states. So now when we call up as an attorney general or a secretary of state and we say, hey, you got a problem, they're ready to listen. Before, like in the early days with just like people like Sidney Powell and Rudy Giuliani, it's just a few people screaming from the root mountaintops. Now it's a whole grassroots movement so they have to listen Mm -hmm. and that's what that's what i've been doing and it's one of the reasons i've been kind of quiet the last couple weeks because mike lindell and i have been flying around the country meeting with attorneys generals and and secretaries of states and you're exactly right you should see their jaws drop open when we show them all their own passwords and and it's not just the passwords it's also it's also the intrusions in other words a particular a particular intrusion into their system during the election. Hmm. We can show the source computer all the hops in between to get into their computer and what and on the hops within their system once they're into the internal system. Wow. And we so we show them that. Now there's still some issues with that. One of the issues is that, you know, these are the PCAPs and you're right, Mike absolutely has them. But there's an issue with that. It's an issue of national security. Right. Because Partially the way this was obtained is using government access Mm -hmm. and and the problem is we can't just put those out in public. It's not merely that you're giving away the passwords for every county in the country, you know, you're giving away county records or whatnot. It's also the way it mm. went in is mm-hmm. a national security matter. And so that's one of the reasons why they were going to arrest us. If Mike released those right. in the cyber symposium, they were going to arrest us. So the Mike has figured out the strategy. There's a cybersecurity act of 20 something, something dot something in um, 2015. Mm-hmm. Mike. Is is able to put all of that information and release it formally into that system, and it's and it, it's there's no um, he has no accountability for that he's not you know they can't say oh you have got this illegally or something like that they can't come after him when he uses that act that was something Obama established back in 2015 and the idea was to try to discredit uh, any future um, administration. By allowing people to basically tattletale, well, here we are tattletailing, and we're glad that Obama did that. So that's going in. So that's so the, the PCAPs are actually going to be formally entered into evidence that way.
5: I know you're not going to be offended by oversimplifying because, you know, of course, you specialize in talking to K through 12, right?
6: But hey, if I could <laughs> They're just, pretty bright kids, though. Yeah, they're really bright <laughs>
5: kids. But, you know, and there's people listening out there and you hear in the national security thing. So I'm just going to emphasize something for somebody that's sitting there thinking, okay, well, you know, well, come on, show us the good, show us the good, show us the P. And everybody was saying, show us the PCAPs. And I understood during the cyber symposium when I heard that they were getting ready to pounce and I saw the, and you know, I came to you with the inner workings that was going on out on the floor. And I said, Oh, they're getting ready here to do something. And I thought to myself, because if he displayed national security type stuff that shows the actual trace routing from the computer chip in China, all the way to the router in Arizona, that, The bad guys would see that and say, oh, we have to mask that stuff. They found us out. This is how they're finding out what our computer chip is on our PC, you know, on a computer in a bunker, you know, in uh, in China. But to show that is exposing our sources and methods. Correct. we we can't do that.
6: And also they use some of our own national infrastructure. Oh, my goodness. And so it exposes that and Wow. And that's that's you know, it's sort of like yeah, I, I like to use the analogy like with Norton, let's say you install Norton Antivirus on your computer. What are you really doing? You are giving a company your trust and giving them access to every file and every process on your computer. You you've just given it to them. Well, the federal government in the United States has developed systems through CISA, Center for Internet Security Administration, has given access to every single county system in our country. Oh my goodness! And they have—it's like an, a- an antivirus, but it's—it's it's to detect and prevent malware. But the problem is—is is, you know, you think banks are secure? They're constantly fighting hacking. Hospitals are constantly fighting hacking. All of our systems around the world are constantly fighting hackers. Well, you think our government has the same problem? You better believe it. Mm-hmm. So basically, they've hacked into all of our counties through a lot of national security stuff. Wow. And, and so the problem is if we show those trails and show those passwords and show those back doors because they're all exposed. They're totally all right. exposed in these PCAPs. Then that's that's national security issue.
4: I don't know about you, but I'm not overly computer savvy. So when I signed up for Virtual Shield, I needed to make sure that sign-up was going to be easy. It was. It only took a few minutes. And I needed to make sure that setting it up on my devices was going to be easy. Installation just took five minutes on my home computer, my laptop, and my personal cell phone. I had to make sure that it was going to be easy to use and understand. Watch this. All I do is on whatever device I want to use, I just click on my virtual shield icon. My virtual private network comes up. I click connect. It's a single click. I'll move from being disconnected to connected in a matter of seconds. And on the bottom of your screen, you can see it says Los Angeles, California. Folks, I'm in the Midwest. I'm thousands of miles away from Los Angeles. So I use virtual shield to protect my privacy online, and to remain anonymous, and you should too. Again, use the first link in the description box below this video and sign up for your free 30-day trial and get 50% off on Virtual Shield for life.
3: We're getting a preview.
2: Order now
1: FighterFlare.com. flarecom
6: of what's
5: coming and this is where i believe that it's a masterful strategy to go through obviously you want to have law enforcement attorneys general within the respective states we have a national security issue there especially at the state level right
6: having yeah, a- the attorneys general is what's given us a standing because states have the right under the constitution to sue for remedy if their election has been stolen from them, right? And if it, and so the the attorneys general is what gives us standing.
5: Yes, that's right. Okay, now let me back up. January 9th, somebody yeah. came to. I mean,
6: Mike. Look, I came to Mike. Yeah,
5: yeah. I mean, he has a bobblehead. He's the pillow guy. And uh, <laughs> He's I, I don't top know, top where, <laughs> but but there's a group of patriots, and that includes Mike Lindell, that were trusted, that they knew that he could not be compromised his love of country is patriotism yes. all of that stuff uh do you believe that that's why he was entrusted with this this information on january 9th that when it came to him i mean it, I, I just want to get some feed because there's a small group of people that have to with uh, you know, to, to, to be entrusted with this national security information
6: i i think you know mike was outspoken early on you know about his displeasure with the election and mm. I think, you know, he's, he's a wealthy man, so he has resources and he's passionate and he's, I mean, I've spent many hours with him now and he's, He's a genuine human being. He's exactly who you see on the commercials and in the interviews. He's not anything pretend about him. He's a he's a genuine Christian man. And by the way, he's a new Christian. Uh, he, he he didn't come to Christ until 2017. So right. that's sort of that's sort of fun to you know whenever somebody's a new convert, they're passionate about that too. He calls himself an evangelist. So I think people read him that way. They read him as an honest patriot who has the resources and the passion to pursue this. And so he did. And so four different... Well, I'm not sure four different people came to him at first, but there are four different sources, and he was given access to those four different sources because the way these... Data were obtained were passively. It's a passive program um, that was operating, and all you need to know is where to look and how to get it, and how to decode it, and how to process it. And so he he was given that information, and then he brought in hackers to um, people who were experts at this to evaluate it, and they confirmed it. And then he brought in other teams to confirm it, and most recently, even as recently as a couple weeks ago, he hired. I don't think it was him, I think it was his attorney, Kurt Olson, hired yet another team, completely independent of anything we had done, of computer experts and cyber experts to come in and independently confirm the validity of those data. Because, you know, we're putting a lot on the line. And, um, to, to include that in the Supreme Court case, we just wanted to dot every I and cross every T and make sure, and yeah, absolutely came through with flying colors. But I got to tell you, just honestly, even if we didn't have a single PCAP, just my evidence alone is ama- Is just super compelling. Wow! And, and, and so that's why my evidence forms the, um, the basis of a lot of the, the court case. So, you know, I'm going from being a, a teacher and, and an inventor to suddenly having my 61st publication. Mm. And that's going to be like a major component in the Supreme Court briefing that my uh, my De- declaration
5: is this is, is important clear. you know why because it'll also go to uh restoring the integrity of the election because you're going by information yes. that's publicly available yes. and now that yes. when we take a look at it we see these spikes the american yes. public can see the publicly available information yes. says yes. whoa hold on a second that's a good thing that it's the other way around because yep. it, the american people are not going to have access to the pcaps ever. never right ever right this is a better scenario Well, I I hope so.
6: And, you know, I I was just sitting with uh, an an attorney general yesterday who had never even seen my work before. It's amazing to me. I mean, as long as I've been doing this and as much as Mike's been out there advertising it, it's amazing to me how many conservative people still haven't seen anything. But so anyway, I'm sitting there in a room with 10 people and I start playing the, the graphs for their state and their jaws drop. You know, when you see the data, when you understand what's actually happening, it's It's incontrovertible. You can't deny what's been happening. Wow! But, you know, you've seen my presentations. You know that I could sit here and describe graphs to you all day long. But if you don't see them with your own eyes, it just doesn't have that same compelling effect.
5: You can reconstruct all all of the stuff that's happening and show a visual presentation of, you know, here's how the votes were were climbing. This is what was happening real time. All right, sir. In the final uh, moments that we have here, this is what I'm being told. Um, is that the the Supreme Court? Even if you had corrupt people on the Supreme Court, we do, and we, and we do. Um, but the the truth will rise; it'll just bubble right up to the top. Is it true that this evidence that's going to come forth to them that they will have no choice but to at least look at it? That they won't be able to close the door and say we're not going to see it. You know, that way, we can say that we've never seen any evidence. What do you? What do you Kurt, think? In your I, opinion,
6: I heard Kurt, Kurt Olson talking about that yesterday. He's Lindell's attorney. He's a heck of a patriot, former Navy, Navy SEAL. I'm a big fan of this guy. But he said, he says you never can predict the Supreme Court. They're going to do whatever they want to do, no matter how good our argument is, no matter how valid the case is. They're going to do what they want to do. The 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 difference this time is that the case clearly has standing. It didn't last time. So it clearly has standing this time. Mm -hmm. And the beautiful thing about it is the whole world will be able to read it. So I've heard Mike kind of vacillate on this. I've heard Mike say, Mike Lindell, I've heard him say, I hope they don't take the case. I've heard Mike say this. He says, because if they don't take the case and the world reads the case, they're going to say that Supreme Court is corrupt. So it exposes the fact right. that the court is corrupt, but at the same time, it teaches everybody, and we're already at like 56% of people think the election was fraudulent. Hmm. So it's just going to make that number grow more. So it, it, that's, that would be a good benefit. if, if they take the case that's good because then it's formally entered into the discussion and the and the AGs are going to get their remedy uh the evidence I will actually Doug Frank will actually be sitting before the Supreme Court testifying wow. so in other words all the evidence will actually come to light and and the and the whole world will see see this so there's there's wins on either side right. Doug Frank I hope I'm holding out Optimism. I'm hoping that, that the case will be heard in the Supreme Court and that it'll the data will be scrutinized by everybody and the world will know.
5: So November third, and what happened? Dr. Peter Navarro said, you know, death by a thousand anomalies. Yeah. Here we have um, death to the deep state by a thousand truths. Right. So multi layered. We're going to do uh, here coming up on the Thanksgiving weekend. You're going to be involved in the Frank speech. Yeah Uh, dot com presentation the the frankathon that's right and that's going to be a marathon we have to get this information out and share it the mainstream media is corrupt what do we do we just go right around them the supreme court that's why
6: you're important you're important that's why you're so important I I, when I heard when I heard you were inviting me they were saying Dr Frank we need you working on that supreme court filing we don't want you doing more talks I said no 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 Pete Santilli he's he's important we I know who you are I know what you're doing
5: thank you sir we're honored to have you on. Uh, Good luck with your presentation uh, at the reawakening tour down there in San Antonio, Texas. We're going to be playing that through the weekend. And then we so much look forward to, A, seeing the filing and then hearing the presentation on Thanksgiving weekend. Sir, thank you so much. My honor. Good to see you, Pete.
4: Let's just take a few moments to shift from that which is temporal, that which is in the here and now, to that which is forevermore. Moving on to God's word his kingdom, his glory, and his majesty. And let's just have a quick look at an Old Testament book, Isaiah, and we'll go to chapter 53. Some people call this the gospel of the Old Testament because Isaiah 53 actually talks about the Lord Jesus Christ. I'll begin in verse 1. Who has believed our message? And to who has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him like a tender shoot and like a root out of the dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him, nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain. Like one from whom people hide their faces, he was despised and we held him in low esteem. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him, and afflicted. Now pay attention to this. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned away to our own way. He was punished. He was assigned a grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death. Though he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth, yet it was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his life an offering for sin, he will see his offspring and prolong his days and the will of the Lord will prosper in his hand. After he had suffered, he will see the light of life and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant will justify many, and he will bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will give him a portion among the great, and he will divide the spoils with the strong, because he poured out his life unto death and was numbered with the transgressors. For he bore the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. So folks, I'm not going to tell you how to live your life, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Another name for God is Jehovah Rapha. That means the Lord, our healer. And Christ was considered the great healer. Think of the number of examples of him healing the sick, giving sight to the blind, the deaf heard and the mute spoke. Think about him literally raising people from the dead. So I gave you that whole chapter in context to really highlight Isaiah 53 verse 5. But he, that's the Lord Jesus Christ, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes... We are healed. And so, folks, let's just close out and agree in prayer. For all of you who put your faith and your hope and your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, please agree with me in praying. First and foremost, Father, we come to you with humble hearts, thankful that you gave your Son to die for us. And, Father, there are people hearing my voice right now who do not yet have their faith in your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Nobody comes to you, Father, unless your spirit draws them. so I pray that right now that you would draw all men and women unto you. You see, faith comes by hearing and hearing by your word. And I'm not ashamed of the gospel because your gospel is the power unto salvation for those who would believe your word. So it isn't my ability to talk persuasively, but rather the power that is in your gospel. And your gospel is so simple that you so loved us that you literally gave your son to die for us. And if we will put our faith in your son and believe that when he died on the cross at Calvary, our sin debt was paid in full. And the only righteousness that's worth a hill of beans in your kingdom is the righteousness of your son. And that righteousness is credited to our account through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. So, Father, I pray right now that for anyone who has not yet put their faith in your son, that they would confess with their mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. And just say that. If you want to make Jesus your personal Savior right now, just say, Jesus Christ is my personal Lord and Savior. And just thank your Heavenly Father that he gave his Son to die for you. Just say something like this. Father, this guy constantly talks about you, but I don't even know that I know you. But I do know this. I believe that you do love me and I believe that you prove that when you gave your son to die for me. So thank you, father, that you gave your son to die for me. My faith is in your son and I'm thankful that I am born again and that I have eternal life for believing that your son paid my sin debt in full and through faith in him, his righteousness, his holiness, his perfection is credited to my account. So now when you look on me, you no longer see my sin, but rather you see the righteousness of your Son. So I thank you, Father, and I pray these things in the name of my Lord and my Savior, Jesus Christ, who died for me. Amen. I hope you enjoyed this update. I hope that you benefited listening, and I hope that you were inspired. I am 90% listener-supported. I receive next to no monetization anywhere. And I just started adding advertisements in the last couple months. Please support this frontline soldier. I've got links to Give, Send, Go. That's a new Christian fundraising site. The Cash App and BuyMeACoffee.com all in the description box below this video. U.S. residents use any of those links. International residents, you have to use. Give, Send, Go. Or buymeacoffee.com. They accept all currencies anywhere in the world. If this information is not on your screen, or if the links aren't in your description box, or if the links don't work, it's no trouble. Simply visit www.givesendgo. That's givesendgo.com, and click on the search icon. Enter my name. It's Christian Space Patriot Space News, and I'll come up. Thank you in advance. For your incredible generosity. I cannot do this without you, and together we will win, especially the good fight of faith in our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, for those of us who put our faith and our hope and our trust in Him. Thanks for watching.